Here's a little travel secret. The best time to visit Scottsdale, Arizona is actually in the summer. When you summer in Scottsdale, you can stay in five-star resorts for three-star prices and get access to the best Scottsdale has to offer at the best rates. There are so many ways to stay cool while feeling hot in Scottsdale over the summer, including tranquil pool scenes or rowdy pool parties, world-class shopping museums, and art galleries. You guys, I love the idea of going to Scottsdale this summer. I'm about to fire up my group chat and book a trip because I literally love getting an amazing deal on a five-star hotel. Like, oh my gosh, I cannot think of anything better. Plus me, you know, I love the sun. I love to lay by a gorgeous pool, sipping a drink, knowing that I'm going to a fabulous restaurant that night. And I love that it won't be overcrowded. Visit experiencescottsdale.com slash tinks to learn more and start planning your trip. That's experiencescottsdale.com slash tinks. Thankfully, C4 Energy has reinvented the energy drink game with C4 Smart Energy, the only energy drink clinically proven to provide enhanced mental focus. C4 Smart Energy is formulated with 200 milligrams of natural caffeine from green coffee beans, plus potassium, niacin, and vitamin B12 to support well-being and help you feel your best, all while promoting fat burn and boosting metabolism. So I have recently tried C4 Smart Energy, and let me tell you, it is giving me a boost. That caffeine is hitting because I have a very short attention span. I get distracted so easily, and I tried it, and I was like, yeah, this is a boost all right. I love that. Look for smart energy every day in the beverage aisle at your local Target. Go grab a can and share on social media tagging at C4 Energy and the It's Me Tinks podcast to show how smart energy helps you stay focused wherever you are. C4 Smart Energy. Stay focused. To know me is to know that I am obsessed with spicy margaritas. Love tequila cocktails? Then check out the award-winning 21 Seeds Infused Tequila. It's a -a one-of-a-kind tequila infused with the juice of real fruit. 21 Seeds is smooth, not sweet. It smells fresh and bright and tastes incredible. Try 21 Seeds Infused Tequila. Learn more at 21seeds.com. Enjoy responsibly. 21 Seeds, Diageo, New York, New York. Hi guys, welcome back to It's Me Tanks Almost Live exclusively on radio and the channel 102. Wow, I'm still getting used to saying that. It is still so, so exciting. I am absolutely loving my new home on Radio Andy. It just feels different. It feels premium. It feels special. I feel special. I feel cool. Uh, I'm going to keep feeling cool. I don't care if that's lame. Guys, you can always reach out to me by sending me an email at itsmetinks at SiriusXM.com or a voicemail at 866-993-8267. And I love when you guys email me partially because you're hilarious and the way that you write things is just actually always really funny, but also because then I um, I save them up for these pre-taped episodes. I am in London at home. If you're a newer listener, if you're maybe a Radio Andy listener and you just spilled over into my show, welcome, welcome. I love that we're growing the community and uh, I'm from London originally. I know I sound like a Valley girl, but uh, I grew up in London until I was 19 and my parents still live here even though they're American, like all Americans, they were like, we'll just go live there with our new baby, AKA me. Uh, when I was like six months old, they were like, we'll go for a year. And then they got here and they were like, oh, just kidding. We're never leaving. And 31 years later, they are still here and they still have their accents. But I, uh, they American accents rather, I have two accents and it's always very stressful when I'm with them in public in the UK. Cause I'll be like, oh, excuse me. Um, do you know where the is? And they're like, what the holy F is going on? But it's because I went to a British school. So, you know, I learned to read from British teachers. And if you think that that's weird, then I would refer you back to a Gwyneth Paltrow interview. I think it was with Oprah and her kids were born in the UK. And she said that her kids did the same thing. They had like two accents. So it's actually kind of normal for kids to do that, especially if the parents are from one place and the school is like from another place. So I still have my British accent. 
Ugh, it is gray. It's rainy. It's like 45 degrees here and I'm loving every second of it. I'm loving every single second of it. It's truly the best. I I just love London. And if you have never been to London at Christmas time, they do Christmas like none other. Every single storefront is decorated to the nines. There is a Christmas tree on every corner. There is decorations. There is Oh my God. It's so opulent. It's so festive. It is literally like walking into love actually. And I'm just dying. I just had the coolest experience. I went to this very old jeweler named Gerard and they've supplied um, the Royal family with tiaras and crowns and, and just have made some of the most iconic pieces. And I got to try on some diamonds. So it was very cool. It was very cool. And I was wearing these like bell bottom jeans, I guess. And I totally forgot that when you are in London and it's pouring rain, you can't do that because it just soaks up your leg. So by the time I got there to this like very beautiful, special suite with all this like millions and pounds of diamonds, like the water was soaked up to my calf. And I was like, okay, this is a rookie mistake. This is like very, very rookie behavior for someone who grew up here. But yeah, it's amazing. I mean, people always ask me like today and ask me anything on, on Instagram. People were saying, well, what, what parts of the UK do you love? What, what, you know, do you feel more American? Do you feel more British? And I truly feel both. I feel both and neither in a way, because I, I feel like neither place claims me. I feel like American people think that I'm like sarcastic and British and uh, British people think that I'm like super bullish and American. So I feel very lucky though, to have both cultures. It's, it's really, really nice. And it's just so nice to be home in an ideal world. I would love to split time between here and, and LA. I think now as I'm, I'm getting older, especially and and, you know, things in, in the States are a bit, um, testy, if you will. I just like, if I do have kids, I want to raise them in London. Wow. This started with me telling you about the weather and now I'm literally talking about if I'm going to have kids. But anyway, if I have kids, I really do want to raise them in London because it was the best. But enough about me and my future children. And I did send my, by the way, I tried on this like 350,000 pound ring, of course, sent it to the boyfriend. He was like, that's nice. How much is that? I was like, oh, you know, just a few quid. Let's listen to a voicemail. Hi, Tinks. My name is Gabby. I'm 22 and I'm currently living in New York. I am actually in the RMP program, which you talk about a lot. Um, and honestly, I listen to your podcast while I work. And when you like say little anecdotes about it, it actually cracks me up. I love hearing your POV from that. Um, but I'm actually moving to San Francisco December 3rd. So it's approaching. I'm going to live in the marina for about a month and then hopefully find a place in Cal Hollow or the marina permanently after that. Um, but I just wanted some advice on, you know, balancing the emotions of moving across the country. Um, I'm the only friend out of all my college friends, 18 of us, that's moving to the Bay Area. Um, I just ended a six-month fling with a boy. I'm leaving my parents across the country. And there's just a lot going on. Some days I wake up and I'm really excited. And some days I wake up and it feels like the world's going to explode or implode on me. Um, so yeah, would love to hear your point of view on that. And your podcast is really getting me through work-life balance. And I'm so excited to move to the Bay and try all the recs that you have done on the pod or your Instagram. So thanks so much. Love you. Bye. Hi, darling. Okay. Well, first of all, wow. RMP program for everybody who doesn't know, it's the retail management program at Gap Inc. And it's kind of like a boot camp for people who want to be retail executives. And I did it and it was, it's an, it's an amazing experience, I have to say. So congrats on getting into that. Congrats on doing it. It's very competitive. It's a very, very competitive and it's, and it's cutthroat once you, once you get in it, not cutthroat, but it's, you're under a microscope. The whole company is looking at you because you're kind of like the brain's trust and like you were chosen and all this stuff. It's a lot of pressure. So first of all, I give you credit for getting into such a program and, and you know, planning to make this move. That's so exciting. And I'm really, really proud of you. Um, and I'm also proud of you for taking this giant leap. It is a giant leap to cross the country, to leave all your friends, to leave your family. You know, you feel like it sounds to me as though one of your chapters in your life is kind of coming to a close and that can be fucking scary. That is scary as hell. But you know what? 
the other side, it's like, there's that phrase that's like, um, anxiety and excitement are just the same emotion. Uh, like fear and excitement are just the same emotion with like different coats on or something. I butchered that completely, but you get the point. The point is, and you even said it, you were like, I'm excited, but sometimes I wake up and I'm like, oh my God, what the fuck am I doing? And that's because your brain is like teetering on the edge. Your brain is like, okay, I'm super excited. And I know I'm ready to take this great leap of faith, but I'm also shit scared. And that's normal. And that is normal. Change is scary, but it's always good to leave a little bit before you're ready. I say that with jobs, cities, whatever, like just before you're ready, that's when you go. Um, And listen, you're going to make new friends. You are going to find a new place to live. You are going to create a new life. And it might be a little bit hard in the beginning. And I, and I think that people don't often people are sometimes like they sugarcoat it. They're like, oh my God, you're going to move and it's going to be amazing. And it will be, and it will be, I promise you that. But you might have some nights when you wake up in the middle of the night and you're like, what the fuck am I doing? Why did I move to the West coast? Where are my friends? I miss my family. I am homesick and that's okay. If you've been listening to me for a while, you know that I say it takes a full calendar year to settle in a new city. That's why when people call me and they're like, Tings, I moved and it's been three months and I hate it. And I'm like, you can't judge it. And I always say that to kind of take the pressure off because if you just, you have to give it a year before you make any judgments. It takes a year to find a, uh, to settle into your new routines, to find your coffee shop, to make new friends, to start dating, to get into your work routine, to find new workout classes that you like. All of that shit, even if you get it sorted before a year, it takes a year to really marinate in it. And it's a long fucking time, but that should relieve the pressure because now if you have any wobblies in the first year, just say, okay, I'm going to revisit this after 12 months. you got to give yourself that space to do it. Listen, here's the thing. You could stay where you are. You could stay with your friends and your family and stay in the same city and you would probably be just fine too. But how do you know? You don't know until you try. And if you have that urge, you've got to take that chance. And it's going to be amazing. Also, the Bay Area is like, I miss it so much. I miss it so much. I just think it's the the, the best people are from the Bay Area. I really have to say. And <clears throat> listen, I, I was actually talking to someone the other day and they were like, oh, does LA feel like home to you? And I said, you know, it's very funny. Even though I, I actually own a home in LA. Out of all the places I've lived, it feels the least like it. And they were like, where does the, where does, feels the most homey to you? And I said, honestly, the Bay Area, as bizarre as that sounds, London and the Bay, because I spent eight years in the Bay Area and I just have the happiest memories. It's such a balanced life. I'm just going to, going to go on a teeny rant about how amazing it is just to hype you up a bit. It is the best fucking lifestyle. It is literally fun. The people are smart. They're engaged. They're interesting, but they're not pompous. I mean, some of the tech bros are, but that's okay. Uh, it's You can do whatever you want. The weekend trips to die for, okay? Like all of the little trips you can take, Big Sur, Carmel, you can ski in Tahoe. Hey, if you get an urge to party, you can be to Ve in Vegas in an hour on a plane. You can literally wear your party dress on the plane, go to Vegas, party for a night, come back. Easy. Like walking by the water in the marina on the, on a Saturday morning. I'm sorry. That's pretty close, pretty much close to heaven. If you ask me, um, it's cozy. It's just wonderful. I mean, seriously, can, can San Francisco board of tourism hire me? Because I, I want to, I want to hype it up more. Um, you're going to be great. You're going to be fine. And it's a good city to make friends in. There's a lot of young people I, and it's, it's had some trials and tribulations, but from what I hear, it's really balancing out and the Marina is the best. Don't let anyone tell you otherwise. Okay. I'm a Marina girl till I die. I am very, very proud of you. And, um, write to me and write to me in six months and tell me how it's going. That would be really, really fun. If you did that, I love you. Good luck. You're going to be great. Wow. Moving. I honestly, cannot lie to you guys. I've been getting the itch to move again. It's the three-year mark. You know me. Uh, about every three years, I get that the old itcheroo need to move, which is a bit of a struggle considering that I bought a house in LA, but we'll just... <laughs> We'll just put that to the side for for now. God, I wish Fiche, my cat, could just like have a passport and come with me anywhere because that would that would make things very easy. Um, and yeah, I don't know where I'd move next. Who knows? Who knows? London's looking pretty good right now. 
There are so many books out there, it can be hard to choose one. But becoming a Book of the Month member makes it easy to decide which book to read next. Members get books delivered right to their door and shipping is always free. There's even an app to pick your book and track your reading progress. And there are audiobooks too. So I'm obsessed with this, you guys, because I feel like sometimes I get decision paralysis on what to read next. And the fact that Book of the Month Club, they decide for you, they pick the best because they do all that reading is just fantastic. I love to be in the reading community and book of the month is an incredible way to really get engaged with your reading. Maybe you want to pick it back up for summer. So important to always have a book when you're going on your summer trips, reading by the pool or just reading before bed, which is, as you know, my favorite thing to do. Right now, you can get your first book of the month for just $5 with code PEDALS by visiting bookofthemonth.com. That's bookofthemonth.com and use code PEDALS. If you're planning a wedding, the first thing you need to know about is Zola. Zola has everything you need to plan your wedding in one place, including venue options and all your vendors. Plus, you can design, save the dates and invites, build a free wedding website, create your registry, and stay on track and on budget throughout the entire wedding process with their free planning tools. I have three really good friends getting married this year, and they're all using Zola. And I know because they were telling me about how easy it is and it's just truly a one-stop shop and you know this girl loves efficiency right so my friends were telling me you can do it all in one place what a relief right and I know about Zola because I bought so many gifts on registries via Zola and I just love how easy it is to send gifts keep everything organized everything is like done for you and we absolutely love that start planning at Zola.com that's Z-O-L-A dot com. Love starts with you. Show off your personal style every day with new Pandora pieces that set a shining example for the world to see. From big feelings to small messages and everything in between, beautiful hand-finished jewelry from Pandora radiates with your love from every angle. Create a look that's all your own with a unique mix of meaningful charms or choose from Pandora's sparkling collection of timeless designs perfect for making an eye-catching statement. With Pandora Jewelry's vast selection of rings, bracelets, earrings, necklaces, and charms, there's endless ways to love it, stack it, wear it, and share it. Style your everyday favorites with sparkling cuts, vibrant enamels, and playful designs, or truly make it your own with a personal engraving. Write a love note to yourself or your best friend with beautiful hand-finished jewelry from Pandora. Spell it out with handwritten charms, sparkling stacks, and iconic styles designed for every kind of forever. Pandora jewelry is the perfect way to share the gift of love with yourself and the ones closest to your heart. Shop now at Pandora.net. Pandora, be love. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. I personally have been talking to my therapist every single week about my stressful times and just getting everything off my chest, explaining the difficult situation I've been having at work and what has been weighing on me has made me feel 1 million times better. I really don't know what I would do without her. As you guys know, I talk to her every week. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com Tinks today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P Tinks. Way's new anti-frizz cream provides immediate frizz control that lasts up to 72 hours plus heat production up to 450 degrees. Okay, so I actually tried Way's new anti-frizz cream on live with my community, which is kind of risky, right, to try a new product on live. I put it on my hair, which as you guys know is level 9 million frizzy. And by the time I had got done finishing my glam, because I was doing glam on live, my hair was dry and I was shook 
to my core at how smooth my hair looked, especially that frizzy top part, you know, in, in your part, all those little baby hairs coming through that frizzy part that was smooth. So shout out way for consistently delivering products that actually work and do what they say they're going to do on the bottle. Frizz free up your schedule with way. Go to T H E O U A I.com and enter promo code meetings for 15% off any product. That's T H E O U A I.com promo code me tanks okay you guys uh let us take another one of your voicemails hi this is mckenzie and this message is for tinks um so my best friend uh called in uh recently giving me a shout out and i want to just give her a shout out back uh, to courtney and then i also wanted to ask a question so courtney and i we got really close in our friendship and we started doing this really silly dating challenge and i actually started dating someone out of that dating challenge I got some boyfriend sickness, I'll be honest, and you really helped me uh, kind of like get out of it, made me more aware of it, and I get every once in a while, you know, we get the bug, but we get back. But my question is, for me, I travel a lot for work, so I'm gone like maybe three nights a week, and in the beginning of that relationship, it was really hard to kind of struggle building that new relationship, but also keeping my friendship really alive and well, and making sure that my friends felt like I wasn't far away. And I mean, we've been dating for a while now and still every once in a while, I feel like I get really out of touch with my friends. So for someone that is gone and out of like my hometown for a while, um, do you have any advice on how to navigate that better? Again, just like, thank you so much. My best friend and I, we literally just had dinner together and we talked about you for like half of the night. Thank you for always being such a supporter of young women and encouraging us to be strong, independent and reliant on each other while also finding ourselves. Love you, Tinks. You're the best. Oh my God, you are such a cutie. I remember when your girlfriend called in and I was so touched, you know, that nothing makes me happier than when you guys are taking care of each other. That is truly what life is about. I was actually speaking about it with my mom this morning because she was, she's part of a running group and, you know, she found running later in life. And she was saying like how much she's loved making new friends and how like female friendships are just, are just the world mean the world to her. And I was like, yeah, they're, they're the shit. Well, you know, girlfriends are the best. And I just am so glad that you guys have each other. Um, Okay. So re boyfriend sickness. Yeah. We've all had it. I literally have like an on off case again with this boyfriend. Like I had it kind of bad at the beginning, but here's the thing about you and I, we are self-aware Queens. And I think that like half of the bite is taken out of the boyfriend sickness. If you're self-aware, the worst is when someone's not self-aware and you're looking at your friend and you're like, you've been talking about your boyfriend's FIFA score for the past 30 minutes like stop whereas I'm like I'm sorry I have boyfriend sickness so it's okay we, we recover we recover and honestly sometimes if you're away from them like you having to travel so much and me being long distance it kind of makes the boyfriend sickness linger a little bit or you can get like a you can get like a resurgence of it because you miss them right so it makes sense but again you're self-aware so and now like also you saying that you um you know you're worried about your friendships and being gone so much I just, I feel very strongly that you are a very together person and I'm sure you are a good friend. And I think I'm very touched that you're even worried about it. I think like it's, it's kind of what I always say about truly just communicating whatever feels good and really staying in touch with people in any way that feels right for your friendship. So it sucks when you can't be there in person and you miss birthday parties and nights out and like being, there's nothing that will replace being physically present, but I have fostered amazing friendships when I don't live in the same place as someone simply by finding our own groove with communicating. And by that, I mean, So I'll give you two different examples. One of my best friends, Camilla, who I wasn't that close with at school, um, her and I got super, super close um, over the past couple of years and we voice note and that's just our thing. Like, you know, maybe, maybe you get into a groove with one friend with voice note and Camilla and I will voice note each other like three minute long things. Like, you know, when she goes on a date or when I'm, you know, going through something and it's just like the most fun. I have another girlfriend, Alex, Alex Dorda. And her and I call not that often, but when we call, it's 
two hours and we just sit on the phone and we do a fucking huge long haul catch up. Think about your friends who you care about the most and, and get into a new groove with them and find new ways to communicate with them. It could even be like something silly, like, okay, you Snapchat them like every time you're at a biz- on your business trip and you're, you know, maybe there's something funny in the airport that reminds you of them and you're like, I'm here again, whatever. I would encourage you to make your relationships and make your uh, communication your own. Like it doesn't have to look like what you think it needs to look like. And, and just always update them on your life. I think sometimes people feel like with keeping in touch, you're like boasting or you're not boasting, but kind of like self-centered. If you give an update, I got to tell you guys, there is nothing I love more than getting a voice note from my friend being like, here's what's going on with me. This is what's going on in my job. I, I need advice about this. Like that is so I, I think it's amazing. Like that's what you want from your friends. You want to know what's going on in their, in their life. So I would just remind you that your friends want to want, want you there. They want to want to know what's going on in your life. And also, um, I wouldn't hesitate to text them and be like, guys, listen, I know I've been, I know I've been gone a lot, but I'm here this weekend and I'm dying to see you. Can we all do something? I would love to get brunch on Saturday. Like, are you guys free? Like take the initiative because by no fault of their own, they might sometimes not forget you, but not know if you're in town or whatever. And, and so over communicate, just be like, I'm, I'm in town, baby. I want to see you. Let's do something super fun. And, and I think that's going to be great. I'm absolutely certain that you're a fantastic friend, given how sweet you were to your girlfriend and, and the fact that she called just to give you a shout out, like you're good sister, you are good. Um, and I'm happy that you're dating someone. And I love this. I love the dating challenge. I would love to know more about that. That sounds really fun. So do email and, and follow up and tell us about that. Cause that sounds, that sounds really fun. Um, I love you tons. And, uh, and I hope, I hope to hear an update from you soon. I love a dating challenge. I don't know if I've told you guys this before, but one of the first articles that I ever wrote for pop sugar, I'm, I'm sure it's up on the internet still. I would probably cringe a ton reading it now, but it was called, I went on a date. I went on a new date every week for a year. And this is what happened. And it was like a challenge because I was obsessed with Andy Anderson, you know, and how to lose a guy in 10 days. And I wanted to do these challenges. Like that's what I really, my dream job was, is to do kind of funny dating challenges or, you know, whatever and, and, and write about it. And, um, so I did it and, and it, it was the reason why I wanted to do it was because I felt like I was young. I was living in San Francisco and I kept wanting to go on more dates because, you know, when you're young, you think like dating is so like, I was like, why isn't my life like Carrie Bradshaw's like, why am I not being taken to dinner? And I realized it's because I wasn't like putting myself out there that much. I was just going to the bar. I was going to comic club. I was going to Balboa every single Friday night with my friends. Every Saturday I would go to Stanford for the football game and get wasted and then come back and like go out in the Marina again, which is fine and great. But if you really want to put energy into dating because dating is a numbers game. Don't forget it. You have to go on the apps. Like you have to, you know, no one's going to come knocking at your door. It's so funny. Sometimes in AMA, I'll get a question and it's like, I hate the apps. I hate going outside, but really want a boyfriend. What should I do? And I'm like, "Mm, mm." you, you kind of have to put, you have to put effort into it. You have to at least go outside of your house occasionally. Where was I going with this? Um, So I wanted to write this article. I pitched it to my editor and I was like, I just want to see if I'm forced to find a new guy to go on a date with every single week. Will it, you know, automatically that will make me have more dates. And it did. And it just, it kind of made me open my mind to new places of meeting people, especially because when I was younger, I wasn't as confident. And I was like, okay, I'm either going to meet someone through an app or through, through like when I'm going out, like there's, you know, but if you look around, it's like the beginning of the love, actually love actually is all around you. You know, one time I met a guy in line at Starbucks. One time I met, you know, a guy, um, when I was parking my car and it just sort of started to make me look around more because I had to do this challenge. I ended up actually getting a boyfriend three months into the challenge or maybe less. I don't even know the timing. I'll have to refer back to the article, but um, yeah, I met him at a, at a football game, actually at a Stanford football game. I was crying. I was being dramatic. I was like walking through this tailgate alone. And he was like, why are you crying? You're at a football game. And then he became my boyfriend. So um, point being dating challenges are fun. 
also, you got to put yourself out there. You got to do it. God, I miss that time in my life. I have been so nostalgic lately. Like that era, I mean, high highs and low lows. Like I'm totally looking at it through rose colored glasses. I was like sobbing on my kitchen floor with Casey like every other night because we didn't understand our jobs and we were like really overwhelmed, but so fun too. Dating challenges are really fun and it's fun to do them with a friend too. And Camilla and I, like now with the voice notes to bring it back to that, we love to give each other recaps. I mean, now I'm dating someone obviously, but like before I live for her dating recaps, live for them. Like if I know she's going on a date, she'll send me like a selfie of her outfit. And then the next morning I get a a recap. It's the best. It's the best. Uh, Okay. Let's take another voicemail. Hi, Tanks. It's Mercedes from D.C., So I was just wondering, I have been going through a lot of like chronic health issues lately. I'm pretty young. I'm 25. Um, So it can be, it's it's been like really frustrating and hard. Um, And especially when like I'm so young and a lot of other people aren't really going through this. And yeah, I guess if you just have any advice for like, loving my body because I can't really work out right now and I've like gained weight and everything so it's just been a struggle and a journey um for that and like especially because you know my body is like doing this to myself too so it's been hard like not hating my body for it um so if you have any tips for that especially as we go through the holidays I would love to hear it thank you love from DC love you bye Hi, girl. Oh, my gosh. I'm so sorry. I really am thinking about you and surrounding you in love. Health is it's truly the greatest gift. And it's so scary that it can be taken from us at any time. And to deal with a chronic illness and to deal with your body attacking itself is such a mindfuck right? It's like, not only are you feeling badly, you're feeling sick, but it's also a mindfuck because you're like, why is my body doing this to itself? Um, and you know, it sucks at any age, but I, I totally hear you being young. It's incredibly isolating because it's something that a lot of other young people aren't going through. And you're like looking at your friends and you're like, what the fuck? So I want to acknowledge everything that you're going through right now. And it's like, a lot. It's a lot. So let's take it in. Let's take it in several parts. So first of all, um, how to cope with like the, your body attacking itself and like thinking about that. I think, I think that you have to give yourself grace. I think that you have to give yourself a little, cut yourself some slack. And I have to think, I think you have to not think about it in a angry way. And again, who am I to tell you that you're the one suffering? You are the one who has to manage your illness every single day. But I, as you probably know, if you're a listener, I'm a little bit woo woo. And I think the more kindness you can give your body, the better. I recently read a book called The Body Keeps Score, which is just about how interconnected our brain is with our body and how we store pain and how our body hears everything that we say, right? So if we're like sitting there thinking, fuck you, body, fuck you for doing this to me, your body hears that. And again, who am I to give you advice on, you know, this, this, instance that I have no experience and you're the one who's dealing with with it every day. But I think to whatever extent possible, you should think, try to create a new neural pathway and be like, every time you go to think, fuck you, body, think you're doing your best. You are doing your best body. You are fighting this. You are trying to claw your way out of this and you're doing your best. And for that, I give you gratitude. I'm grateful. And for that, I am I'm hopeful and you're doing your best. And that's that's what I would start with in terms of um, the resentment towards your body and your health. And then in terms of, you know, the weight gain and the holidays and, and that whole side of things, I mean, again, your body is currently battling an illness and it's it's got a lot going on and you have to kind of give yourself grace and look at th- look at it in the grand scheme of things. Like when you're 99 years old and you look back, 
you're going to think to yourself, wow, I'm so grateful that I got over this. Wow. I'm so happy that my body was fought through that. And, you know, we got through it. You are not going to think, look back and think, oh, I gained 10 pounds. Like I still remember that when I was 25, I gained 10 pounds. Does it suck? Yes. I'm not belittling your feelings because it can be like, I'm sure you feel like on top of everything, on top of feeling sick, on top of feeling isolated because other people aren't going through this on top of everything, hospital visits, whatever you're battling, like you also have to gain weight. It's fucking unfair. And I want to take a second and acknowledge it's fucking unfair, but just a couple of reminders in the grand scheme of thing, I would bet that no one else has noticed. Another thing that I've heard recently that's like really stuck with me is like, nobody knows your gene size. Nobody, nobody, but you, nobody, but you, if you need to get a bigger size, nobody knows, nobody knows that number on the inside. Only you do. And the clothes are supposed to fit your body and not the other way uh, around. Your body is not supposed to fit clothes. Also, it's winter. DC gets pretty cold. There's a lot of opportunity for sweaters Um, and feeling cozy and just like, you know, just kind of cozying up and and resting and hibernating and just like giving your body time. Um, And I think that I think you kind of have to focus all your energy on healing and feeling good. So anytime you go into that place of negativity of like, fuck, I gained weight or fuck, I'm feeling so like annoyed with my body for hurting itself or whatever, you need to say, stop. What do I need right now? Like tap into that voice. What do I need right now? Do I need to get a pedicure? Do I need to call a friend and watch a movie? Do I need to, uh, you know, go visit, go hang with my mom? Do I need to take a day off? Take a mental health day and chill in my bed and rest and watch Netflix and eat popcorn and chill with my pet or whatever. Anytime you go to the negative in your head, say, stop. What do I need right now? What do I need? What can I do for myself to make myself feel better? Because that is where you've got to put all the energy right now Um, and channel all of your energy towards healing, towards feeling good. And Listen, nothing is stupid. Nothing is too small or too big or uh, or silly. Like if you feel like doing something that you haven't done since you were a kid because it's comforting, I want you to do that. Like I want you to give yourself that space to do it. And, and just think like in a year or whatever, when you look back on this time, think about how you want to feel. You're going to want to say, wow by like through grace, we got through that me and my body through strength and grace, we got through it and I'm grateful for it. So just give yourself that grace. You are doing the best that you can. You are doing the absolute best. And I'm so proud of you. And I'm thinking of you and, um, please send us an update. And I hope that you, I hope that you find, um, better health and peace soon because I, chronic illness is no fucking joke and I hope you get better soon I love you so much and go easy on yourself this holiday before I read this email I have to tell you guys something so if you've been in my community for a while you know I'm obsessed with this cake called Colin the Caterpillar and I've literally caused some drama because you can't get it in the U.S. and I talk about it and it's literally my favorite thing it's a it's a cake shaped like a caterpillar and we had it when we were growing up always was like the most popular birthday cake because it's from this grocery store in England called Marks and Spencer and actually I just saw that they're they're gonna um, have some Marks and Spencer food in Target now in the U.S. which is a really cool swap or collab or whatever I don't know if Colin's going over anyway I digress so I've literally like now when you guys go to England, you always tag me, you get this cake. Some of you think it, it's uh, worth the hype. Some of you are like, what the fuck are you talking about? This is a pretty standard cake. I think it's amazing. I think it's going to be my wedding cake. Not only do I find it delicious, it's chocolate sponge with a, sh- a shell of chocolate uh, outside of it. But it was very, um, is very political when we were growing up because it's, it's like a log cake, right? And there's um, six feet on the cake and there's a bum and there's a head. And so when we were younger and we would bring the cake in for our birthday, it was all signaling. So the birthday girl, I went to an all girls school would get the head. And that's the best piece because it's a huge disc, a huge medallion of white chocolate. 
And I love white chocolate. So obviously I fucking love that. Now the best friend of the birthday girl gets the bum. The bum is also an amazing piece of real estate because it's thick chocolate and it's really solid. Okay. And then there's the middle pieces and they're cut into slices. And then the, all the, the best friends, you know, get the feet. If you get a feet piece, it means you're still pretty important. If you get a, a random piece with no foot and it's not the bum or the head, you're not that close to the birthday girl. So it was like a tool and kind of bitchy in a way, but whatever. It's amazing. So today I go into Marks and Spencer's, always on my first day home, I, I go and I see there's a new cake next to Colin, Connie, the caterpillar. So I put up on my story, who the fuck is Connie? Like as a joke, I didn't even tag Marks and Spencer. And sometimes I forget that I have like followers because I'm, I just run my mouth and Marks and Spencer's PR wrote to me and they go, that is Colin's wife who he loves very much. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, I'm really sorry. I'm happy for them. I didn't know Colin was uh, in a relationship. Anyway, I did, I did buy a Colin. I'm not ready for Connie yet. She looks the exact same, but I just like, I grew up with Colin. Okay. I'm going to read an email an email that is I've gotten many iterations of this in DM and it's it's the time is now. So I'm going to take this one. Hi, Tinks. Huge fan and longtime listener. Also, side note, your loneliness in your 20s episode was much needed and brought me to tears in a good way. Thank you. And I'm glad that it resonated. I'll get right to it. It's about to be the holidays. We are weeks away from Thanksgiving, Friendsgivings, parties, holiday raisers, work, galas, family gatherings galore, and all that is wonderful. I am here for it and I will be in attendance for sure, but I can't help resist this mini dread as I enter into the season. I will be blatantly reminded of how single I am. In fact, most of my BFFs in my circle, as well as my very own twin sister, are in serious relationships or recently married. I've been single for a few years now and don't really mind it to be honest, but during the holidays, I get a little more aware of this and sometimes get a little blue. Any advice on how to deal with the, with this or tips on how to change my mindset? For context, I'm 28 and I've been dating, doing the apps, socializing, etc. for the past few years, but still looking for the one. Thanks in advance. Lots of love. XOXO tis this season to be single. First day, I got to say, I got to say, I love the way that she wrote it because there's loads of exclamation marks. It just the way she wrote it was so like hopeful and and fun and it wasn't like so sad like oh my god and by the way if you're in that place of being like desperately sad and really just like down in the dumps about being single in the holidays I get it but I, I why I love this email is because it was already starting from a place of positivity and as annoying as that sounds I'm sure some of you want to reach through the phone th phone or whatever you're listening to this on the radio and smack me right now but you need to start from a place of positivity because think about it. Think about it. Scale out for a second, scale back. You've got this holiday season, right? And so if you go into it feeling down in the dumps, what is the best possible thing that can happen? Like you're starting from a, from a negative two. If you go in neutral or from a plus one, you are going to be more open to good experiences. You are going to let the good in more. And by that, I mean, if you were hyper-focused on being single, you won't be able to enjoy all of the other good shit uh, that comes with the holiday seasons. And when you really think about it, there's so much good shit that is connected to being single in the holiday season. Like what really, apart from going home to see your family, but not even then because you're going to see your family, like what are the things that you can't do if you're in, if you're single in the holidays, like think about it, holiday parties. Okay. Yeah. It's kind of nice to have someone to take, but also like everything has an equal and opposite, right? So, okay. Say you're thinking about your office party and you're like, I have to go alone. I don't have anyone to go with. Okay. But you could also meet someone at the party and have the best night of your life. And you could take a friend and have the best night of your life with your friend and kiss someone under the mistletoe and go clubbing with your boss, like on a whim afterwards. Like there's always an equal but opposite positive situation that could happen. And I want to be really careful because I, I don't want to like beat down on relationship people during this time. But 
a lot, like, I'm just going to say it. A lot of couples fight during the holidays. There's a lot of stress. Like there's the turkey drop. People call it the turkey drop, which is the period between Thanksgiving and Christmas. Like, I think it's the number one time when people break up, like, because people are just so stressed and they're like, oh, you didn't invite me home to your, to meet your family and like whatever. And it's just, you know, end of the year is a stressful time. Like the grass is always greener. You know what I mean? I really do believe the grass is always greener. Um, So my number one tip to change your mindset, girlfriend, would be like uh, everything that you think of, like, I wish I had someone to do that with, flip it and think, why is this amazing? Because I get to experience it alone. And again, I've said this before. I think the holidays are an absolutely magical time to be single because there's so much romance in the air. It's like so exciting. I mean, like just watch love. Actually, you could go to a Christmas party and meet the love of your life, or you could go, could go to a Christmas party, meet a hot person and have sex with them that night and have the best sex of your life. The options are unlimited. Why? Because you're single. And when I did that, uh, that episode about like all the, all the good things to, to like, or I think we did an episode called five reasons why I love being single or why it's amazing to be single. One of them was like the possibility you have to get high off of the possibility, the spontaneity. Okay. Also, another thing you can do when you're single, if you get invited to a last minute trip to Thailand for New Year's Eve, you can fucking do that because you're single. Also, you get to rush in and be like the cool aunt or like the cool one at the at the family gathering. By the way, I'm going to say it. Single people are the most interesting. When you go to those family gatherings, yeah, maybe there's some passive aggressive. Oh, you dating anyone? And why are you still single? Although I really think that that's kind of like a myth now. Like, does anyone family, does anyone's family, it's 2022. Does anyone's family actually still ask them that? If they do, shame on them. Um, You're the exciting one. You're the one where everyone wants to know about your life. Like everyone's like, oh my God, where are you eating? What are you doing? What are you, because you're single. You're more tapped into that. You have the good stories. You're the entertainment. You're the sparkly fairy on top of the Christmas tree. You're a free agent, baby. And it is sexy and it's cool. And there's so many parties. And if you don't want to go to parties, you can cozy up and do exactly what you want. Also, don't uh, don't limit yourself with the belief that you can't do make Christmas memories with your friends. Like some of my happiest holiday memories are... Um, when I was living in San Francisco, all I've done this episode is talk about how that was the best time of my life. Anyway, me and my girlfriends every year would have a tradition. We would go, we would buy our Christmas tree in the, in the Marina. And then we would go to William Sonoma. There used to be a William Sonoma on the corner of Chestnut. I think it's gone now. And we would get peppermint bark and then we would go to Starbucks and get our Christmas drinks. And it was like a whole day. We would throw a Christmas party every single year. Oh my God. I'm going to put one up on my story, um, on Instagram, but we used to rent out a space. We would throw a rager of a Christmas party. And I, and I loved being single during those times because it was so fun. We would do, um, white elephant and, and secret Santa, just like in our friend group, we would also go to house of prime rib and have like a Christmassy dinner. So you should feel empowered to make memories with your friends too. Like if you want to say, Hey, you guys, let's get dressed up and go get martinis at like this fancy hotel bar. Like that's so special. That is so special. And so romantic. Honestly, I'm telling you best time of year to be single. There's so much going on. People are in a good mood. It's so joyful. And anytime you catch yourself thinking like, Oh my God, like I'm, I'm alone during this time. Really try to think about why it's bothering you. Like, is there something specific that you like want to do that you can't do alone or couldn't do with a friend? Or is it just like overwhelming, like end of year kind of reflective period? Cause it's fine. It's fine if you want to do that, but like, but try not to get, try not to let your thoughts like take, take, take you over. If you know what I mean? Like say, stop control, alt, delete. How can I make this into a positive thing? Or how can I have fun with this? Or or how can I view this as a special time that is cool to do without a partner? It's really, you know, it's fun. Like I already know I'm kissing under the mistletoe this year. And like, that's fun, but there's nothing like that element of surprise, of like intrigue, of like going home and Thanksgiving and seeing your high school ex or whatever. You know, there's just, it's fun. Both are fun. Both are good. Both are joyful. It's a sexy time to be single though. I love you and I hope 
you have the best holiday season with the hottest hookup under the mistletoe and just the best time. Wow, I can't believe it's Thanksgiving tomorrow. What is everybody's favorite side? Mine is obviously potatoes. Now, I'm very spoiled. My mom makes two types of potatoes. She makes mashed potatoes and also a roasted crispy Parmesan uh, potato, which is like I grew up having those and they're just so good. They are so phenomenal. I love a potato. I'm I wish I was part Irish. I'm not. I absolutely love potatoes, though. They are just the, the most versatile, amazing food. Um, I also love stuffing. Absolutely love it. It's a delicious delicacy. I love how everyone's stuffings are so different. Some people have bread based. Some people have, I don't know, bread crumbs. Like it's just, it's so interesting. I had a croissant um, stuffing recently, which was quite special, quite special to me indeed. I'm also a cranberry hoe. I love cranberries. And I really think that if you don't like cranberry sauce, you are fundamentally immature and you need to give it another go. It's delicious. It's tart. It ties everything together. It looks beautiful on your plate. I love it. I mean, really, there's no side that I don't like. I I just absolutely love it. Gravy, ugh, die for gravy. Just absolutely die for it. Okay. I'm salivating. Let's take another voicemail. Hey, Tinks. My name is Alex. I'm calling from the DC area. She's on my office rooftop right now. So hopefully none of my coworkers come out. But my question is kind of generally about your thoughts on, on moving in with the boyfriend and the significant other. Um, I just graduated college and and with my boyfriend from college, so I love a lot. But moving in, I wouldn't say is something that's really on my radar. I still feel like I'm a, a child, but it's definitely like my friends and coworkers are starting to talk about moving in with their boyfriends. Um, and obviously with something I would want to do in the future, but I don't know, is there like an age when you think become successful with your boyfriend? Is it kind of up to, to each person? Um, I don't know. I just feel like I'm still so young and want to live with my girlfriends or live by myself. Um, yeah, I just would love to hear your thoughts on, on moving in with with a boyfriend and when it's the right time and how to know and that sort of thing. Yeah. Love you so much. Obsessed with you, obviously. Um, yeah. Bye. Hi. Okay. This is a really interesting question. I truly believe everyone should live with their friends or live alone, preferably both before they move in with someone. That's my opinion. I think it is so crucial. I think it is such a, you know what? I'm actually glad this came, uh, this voicemail came at this point because I've spoken probably what three or four times this episode about how much I loved the era of living with my girlfriends in San Francisco. I would never trade it for the world. There is nothing, no love. I'm serious. I'm putting my dick on the table here. There's no love that I would exchange for those memories. It taught me so much about myself. I laughed so much. I felt so much love. It was just an experience that I would wish for every person, every person out there. I would wish them to have that experience. I also think living alone is really important. I think it's like, it's a really fun, cool thing to do. It's scary as hell, but you know, you learn so much about yourself and it's, it's nice to have different eras. I had friends who knew that they were going to marry their college boyfriends. And they still lived with their friends after college because it was kind of like, what's the rush? If you know, you know, and that's amazing and that's beautiful. But I think for you and your boyfriend, you should you should want to live, you know, alone and, and create those memories and and develop those friendships. Right. And develop those friendships and develop those interests and just, you know, I don't know, like stretch it out a little bit, you know, like stretch out the fun. If you know, you know, that's amazing. But like, then wait a little bit, have this other experience too. If that's, if you, you know, you're going to marry him fantastic, but then, you know, truly why not have as many experiences as possible? I think the fact that you have the urge to, um, I think the fact that you have the urge to live with your friends, like you should do it. You should do it. Your internal, system will know when it's time to move in with, with him. You'll have that moment where you're like, I'm ready. I'm really, really ready to live with you and share a home with you and like do all those things. But you're very, you know, you are young and I to really foster your, your friendships and, and like, and again, what's the rush truly, truly what's the rush. So that's my answer. I would encourage you to, um, to 
spend some time with your friends or, or live alone. It's a really cool experience too. doesn't mean you don't love him. doesn't mean you're not going to marry him. It just means you want more life experiences. I hope that helps. Okay. We're going to take one more voicemail. Hi, Jinx. Um, my name is Misty. It's just Misty with an H. Um, and my question for you is, do you have any advice for me to appear older than I look? Because I'm 30. Um, I'll be turning 31 next year. And I have lost a little bit of weight this year. And like, I'm just feeling really great and confident. But I've had so many people like I've always had a baby face. And I've had so many people telling me, as I've lost weight that I look younger every day and stuff like that. And I'm not like insulted by those comments or anything, but I'm just like, shit, like just walking down the street. I feel like if I were a dude, I would totally think that I'm only like 21 or something. Um, so I was just wondering some tips that you have, um, for me, obviously, like, I don't want to change anything drastically. Thank you for doing what you do. Bye. Hello, girlfriend. Let me just pull out the world's smallest violin that you look young at age 30. I'm just kidding. I'm just giving you a hard time. But I really do want you to know that that the rest of the listeners who are listening to this are like punching the air right now. Like we're so jealous. That's a kind of an awesome problem to have. But I get it. I get it. I'm not diminishing it because at the end of the day, whenever we don't feel like our physical appearance is like representative of where we're at. It's frustrating, right? It's frustrating. Um, and I, and I wouldn't want you to like change how you look like it. I think the reason that it's kind of hard to advise is because you don't, you didn't say you don't like the way you look. It sounds like you just don't like other people's perception of you. And I think that that's more nuanced. And I think that that's kind of less of a I don't know. I think that's less of something to address. Like, why does it matter what men think of you or how you look? Like, I get it. I, I don't know. I see both sides. Like, I'm kind of I'm talking out of both sides of my mouth here. So I do understand. I would say, why don't you why don't you um kind of ch- uh, change up the way that you dress? I feel like there's a way to dress that's very powerful and sexy and kind of a little bit more mature and that could, you know, make you feel sexier and make you feel feel more adult. I'm talking like high boots, um, you know, doing like a knee boot and a mini skirt and like a blazer over it, like really putting together outfits. And I, the reason that I'm saying that is because like, you don't want to do anything like cosmetic to your face. Like you don't, you don't feel the urge to do that. You just want to look older. So just use clothes, like clothes are a powerful tool. Also, I do think it's worth once in a while going to like a really good salon with a great hair hairstylist and just being like, what can you do for me? Because sometimes it just takes like an, a new haircut and it's just like a big wow. So I would, you know, if this is something that's really bothering you, like go invest in it. Be like, yeah, fuck me up. Give me a new haircut that's like totally different. Maybe it's bangs. Maybe it's, you know, cutting it short. There's, you know, it really is crazy how much hair can can change the framing of your face. Um, so that's what I would say. I would do that. And then I would do, I would do really like powerful clothes. I'm not talking about walking around in a pantsuit, but I'm saying like sexy, like find what makes you feel sexy. And that will maybe make you feel a little bit older. For me, I love a knee boot. I love a mini skirt. I love a blazer. Like I love like showing uh, my like chest area, like a low cut top. Um, and then the final thing I'll say is like, it's also worth either going into, you know, to a department store and sitting in a beauty counter or just like literally watching TikTok. I know that sounds silly, but like, I've learned so much from TikTok about makeup and just search like how to look older with makeup. I'm, I'm serious. Um, but I just want to say that like, you are amazing as you are and the sexier you feel, the more you will present. It's really, really does begin with you and how you, how you feel about yourself inside. So, um, whatever makes you feel good and strong, lean into that. And, and, um, and also just, just hold on to the youngness because literally in a few years, you'll be like, Oh my God, I can't believe that I ever, uh, that I ever cared about looking young. Cause I'm very jealous. It's a good thing. Okay. You guys, 
that is our show today. Thank you for joining with me. Joining me. I hope you all have a fantastic Thanksgiving. I am thankful for all of you. You bring me joy. You give me life. You are my reason for getting up in the morning. So I love you. I will be back next week, uh, Wednesday, 8 a.m. Pacific, right here on Radio Andy. Until then, bye. Dive into the start of summer at Whole Foods Market. Check out their summer splash event with sales on fresh organic produce, organic strawberries, and a fan favorite sale on Ben & Jerry's and Talenti. Explore deals on grill-friendly meats like organic air-chilled chicken breast, beef, and chicken kebabs, all with no antibiotics ever from our meat department. Plus, grab easy sides from prepared foods and cool off with refreshing drinks. Kick off your summer and shop in store or online at Whole Foods Market today. Have you heard about Roback Activewear? Well, let me introduce you. You may have seen that subtle dog logo on your man's polos, hoodies, or Q-zips, but now Roback is growing their women's line. They strive for the best fit and best feel. I am so glad that Roback is now doing women's wear as well because they really have it down when it comes to super soft athletic wear that is just the cutest ever and so, so, so comfortable. You know me. I'm all about comfort. I'm all about feeling cozy while on the go, and I am always on the go. So go Roback. We love that you're in women's wear now. It's 2024. The spring's coming, and ladies, it's time to check out Roback for yourself. So use the code TINKS on Roback.com for a generous 20% off your first order for all hoodies, joggers, skorts, and more. That's spelled R. H-O-B-A-C-K dot com. That's 20% off with the code TINKS.